and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to another group deep dive episode. (laughs) (laughs) Chung chung! Boom, boom. We teased last week, and I don't know why I bother, like, teasing it now, because you press the button on your app and you know who it is. But we're talking about to anyone today. Yeah! Legends, icons, and pillars of K-pop. To anyone. To anyone. Um, also pronounced 21. Yes, because originally that was supposed to be their name, but it, it was, was someone else's name. supposed to be the number name. 21. Yes. Yes. And then another singer had that name, so they made it two, the letter two, N-E, and then the number one. Yes. I just said the letter two, but you know what I mean. Um, and, and that's supposed can to be- say it. 21. <laughs> yeah, you can say it as either to anyone or 21, but it's supposed to be a combination of 21st century and new evolution. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I feel like to anyone, before we, like, get into it, just, like, in general, like, if you need, if you don't understand what they, like, mean to K-pop, mm-hmm. um, I think back when I, t- when I had our very first guest, when Jane Kim came on and I talked to her about her K-pop origin story, she said that to anyone was, like, the first girl group that she ever like cared about and Mm -hmm. it was like the craziest thing she'd ever seen because no k-pop girls had ever looked sang, acted like they were different they were so different than anything anybody had ever seen i would argue and whatever you can argue against me but i would argue that to anyone was sort of the first girl group for girl fans. Mm. Whereas like girls generation is a girl group that is for boys. Like their songs are about like being cute and like loving boys and like their dances are sexy and their outfits are sexy and their image is like feminine and cute. But to anyone is like the first instance that we have of sort of that girl crush image of girls would want to be like them or be like their friends and not all of their songs are love songs a lot of them are like breakup songs a lot of them are just like I'm the boss like I'm the best Mm -hmm. Um, and some of them are like I hate you like I don't need you yeah 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 so it's like way tougher and it's definitely the first time that girls are given that edge in k-pop Absolutely. Um, and I I personally, like, just to get it out of the way now so that this doesn't seem like a fake-ass episode or whatever, like, I've never really been a 21 fan. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys know, if you're a listener to this program, you know what our, like, type of K-pop that we like is. And this is, like, vocoded electronic beat. Like, it's just For not the our, most part. For the, for most, the most part, part. it's just, like— not our bag, mm-hmm. but it's all really great for like excerpt. Like if you, if there was like a spin class that was like a twenty one spin class, it would be like the best one ever because it's just like that very like a lot uh, of their music is like driving beats and very like pump up like club music. Some, however, I will say, and I'll bring this up several times in this episode. All four of them are talented vocalists, and they have many songs that feature all four of their vocals. So they are good singers. They just don't usually make songs that feature them being good singers. Totally. Um, And I would say, like, when they first came out, they were kind of hailed as, like, the female Big Bang. And that because they had, like hip-hop clothes and, mm-hmm. like, style. And then they started to become a little bit, like, edgier and sexier and feminine. And so they they definitely evolved past that, like, they're the female Big Bang idea. But that is a comparison that they get 
a lot. Right. You could also say that they're the antithesis of Girls' Generation. Sure. And the mothers of Blackpink. Absolutely. I would argue to all of those yeah. <laughs> I think the one thing that I wanted, the reason Especially I, since they are YG. Yes. And the reason that I wanted to bring up that, like, despite never, like, really being a fan, and I do really like a couple of their songs very mm-hmm. much, I have always, no matter what, whether or not the song is not for me, appreciated the artistry mm-hmm. of 21 because, like, I think more than being sexy and cool or whatever, they were, there was just, like, an artistic yes. drama to 100%. everything. 100%. Like, In every music video, it's, like, it's a very curated look. And it's, like, not a look that you would... It's not an aspirational look where I feel like that's mm-hmm. what... Like, Girl Crush became aspirational and that, like, while Blackpink might wear, like, over-the-top fashion, they have, like, beautiful haircuts that you would want and makeup that you would mm-hmm. want to wear. And it was like, oh, I want to look like Blackpink. But, like, to anyone would have, like, insane, like... Are, like haircuts that aren't real, like yeah. weird wigs and wigs and- that had literal polka dots, literal stripes on it. There's one music video where CL has half of her face encrusted in diamond rhinestones and the other half like doesn't have any makeup right. on it. It's so it's just like art in a very like G-Dragon, big, yes. big bang, over the top fashion kind of way like that. That is to anyone. Right. So just like to get us started, I feel like that's that's the image mm-hmm. and that that uh, the image that to anyone is projected upon the K-pop timeline before yes. we get started. So let's get into it. Um, some facts and figures up top. To anyone debuted in 2009, disbanded in 2016 and is under YG Entertainment. Mm-hmm. They ha- were nominated for 137 awards in their career and won 62 of them. I was not able to find a total of music show trophies that they had won. Usually when we do those episodes, that is listed right under the other awards. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't find it anywhere. And I wonder if it's because during the height of their popularity, YG got very cranky about music shows and award shows and boycotted a lot of them. So that could be why. But they also don't have a lot. They just don't have a lot of music show performances in general. So I that's definitely That's probably it. But so sorry. I can't tell you how many music show trophies they won, but they were popular. We'll get it to that. <laughs> um, and then their fandom is called Blackjacks. Yes. Because 21 is another name for the card game Blackjack. Right. Yes. So they their light stick is like a spade with wings. There's mm-hmm. like a... So yeah, you got that poker, the poker imagery sticks. And their fan color was hot pink. Yeah. Which I feel Interesting. like... That doesn't fit them. That doesn't but. fit them at all. I'm yeah. surprised by that. But okay. But it's also it also was decided back when there were like 10 groups and there were nobody was fighting over color. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like fan colors back in that point. It was just like, I don't know, a color like pink? Like now fan colors mm. have gotten very intense, but this was at the beginning when yeah. you just needed to pick one. Um okay, there are four members. Yeah, let's talk about the members. Um so the first member is CL. Her real name is Lee Chedin. And she was born in 1991, and she is the leader and oh, the wow. main rapper of To Anyone. I did not know she was younger than me. She is younger than most of the members. This is very interesting. <laughs> oh, but she's the leader? Yes. Interesting. Uh, the next, and uh, oh, and um, I feel like we usually try to describe people. So, like, CL is, like, the rapper. She's, like, the baddest bitch is what her, like, image became mm-hmm. as they went on. Um, she usually is wearing, like, very sharp long eyeliner because she has like very thin little eyes so they like 
would always yeah draw she them has out. very i personally think she's a little bit cross yes she is like her eyes are very close together she wears really dramatic winged or eyeliner. has like a bang over usually <laughs> has dramatic bangs or she often in the music videos wears really dramatic sunglasses mm-hmm. she usually is the one who gets like the first line or the first verse in it so like if you're wondering who she is she's probably first yes as um, they went on she really really just kind of became who the group yeah, was she about. became the group um in a very like Beyonce Destiny's Child yeah. sort of way um and she's also not always but most often blonde yeah that's yeah. a good those are good descriptions um and she always has really long hair yes throw around mm-hmm. um next in the line is Balm Park Balm is her uh full name she was born in 84 oh damn um and she's the main vocalist mm-hmm. now Balm this is not a judgment on her or her person or her person, but it needs to be said if you're looking for her. Bomb has plastic surgery face. It's like yes. one of the things about her. Mm-hmm. Like it's unavoidable. And it has been that way since they debuted. Yes. Like when they debuted, she'd already had her eyes and her lips done at least. But she's all she has sculpted like her entire face. It is very obvious when you're looking at the four members who she is. Yeah. And in the videos, like they always would do her makeup and put her in the biggest. La- she looks like an anime doll yeah. when they put her she full has, face they on. They like really feature her eyes. She has those like perfect anime eyes. She usually is bangs. She oh, often. Yes, she is a bang. Yeah, she almost always has bangs and a high ponytail is like her signature look. She usually has long hair and it's often black. Like she doesn't usually do a lot of different hair That's colors. That's very true. Yeah. I watched literally every single music video today. So Good. I have like it's all, all fresh the, in your mind. Yeah, all of the like range of looks that they've gone through. Um, next in the list is Dara. Mm-hmm. Uh, her real name is Sandara Park. Yes. And that's what she goes by nowadays. That mm-hmm. full name, Sandra. I love yeah. that. Like Sandra. Because San- it's like it. Sandra, but like in Korean, it has more Sandra. characters. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, and she was also born in 84, and she was the vocalist and the visual. Mm-hmm. And She's stunning. She looks exactly like Jisoo from Blackpink. It's honestly terrifying. Oh, okay. I think they look. I'm this is I'm not the only person who thinks that but like when I was watching some of these videos I was like god who does she look like and then it like hit me and she there's a member of Blackpink who looks just like her okay I want to pull up a picture just, just so Jisoo is the fourth one me. yeah Dara and Jisoo there's like pictures of them st- sitting together and they like they might as well be like twins I think they look so similar oh, yeah. they do look a lot Oops. alike yeah I don't know yeah they do. But yes, she's like classically beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's since become like an actress because she's like, you know, she's got that actress face. Yeah. Just like but skinny and lovely. <laughs> she has always been the most adventurous with her hair. She mm. goes through super wild hair trends. That's true. Yeah. Her hair is always unpredictable. Some of the weirdest CL's wigs. is usually bl- blonde. Balm's is usually bangs. Minzy's is always short. Yeah. And Dara's the wild card. Her hair could be anything. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's very accurate. So we just mentioned the Makne is Minzy. Mm-hmm. Gong Minzy is her real name or Minji, whatever. Yeah. Same thing. She was born in 94. Okay. And she's the main wow, dancer in Makne. 10-year difference. So there was a 10-year difference. So when they debuted, they had two 25-year-olds an 18-year-old who was in charge of them and a 15-year-old. Weird. Which is so, like, that dynamic feels so odd to me. Why was, did CL train the longest? Why was she the leader? 
Because, like, that's why, like, Suho's not the oldest of EXO, mm-hmm. but usually the, the oldest, we've said this many times, usually the oldest is the leader. Um, so I'm interested that she was significantly younger, like six, seven years younger mm-hmm. than two of the other members. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I couldn't, I can't. Maybe I, they just from the beginning were like, she's the star. It's possible. It's very possible. Um, if, she, cause I mean, YG liked her best. It was like not a secret. Um, yeah. So that could be why she was the leader. She also speaks a lot of languages. CL mm. does. She like grew up, her dad was like, had some kind of travel job. So she went to international schools and lived mm. like all over the world. One of the things that people love to talk about CL is that she speaks English with like literally no accent. Zero accent. And that's featured in a lot of to anyone <laughs> songs. She yes. speaks English in a lot of them. Yeah. So that could be a thing about it too. Like, I don't know, but she's a very talented Or with rapper. like a Brooklyn accent. Like she, yeah, yeah, yeah. she does. She certainly doesn't have a Korean accent when she speaks That's English. That's very true. Um, she has an American accent. So those are the members of 21. It was mm-hmm. just a four-member girl group. Yeah. Um, so another, like, reason why it was different than Girls' Generation. Like, yeah. there were much less of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so their debut song, their technical debut song, we brought up on our commercial episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a commercial uh, for uh, LG smartphone. Smartphones. Um, it was called Lollipop. It came out in March of 2009, and it was with Big Bang. Yeah, it's a very, very repetitive song. Um, mm. Big Bang also takes a lot of the verses. But because this song was a commercial... YG was like, well, that would be a weird look if we, like, promoted that as their debut single. So It was also a duet. Yes. So their actual official debut was two months later. Oh, did I say that was in March 2009? Two months later in May, they had their official, official debut um, with a song called Fire. Mm Mm-hmm. They did release two versions of the mm-hmm. music video on the same day, a space and a street version. And both got one million views within 24 hours, mm-hmm. which was like unheard of at the time. Yeah, so they were immediately very, very popular. Um, I wrote that CL looks like a sexy lady G-Dragon in the street <laughs> version. Yeah. Um, but the fashion in both versions is pretty wild. So like from the get-go, they're they're pushing boundaries with their patterns and yeah. shapes. And, and I think that we talked about the debut stage in our second generation episode. Like they all get like a set piece and it's like a very introducing you to the group Mm -hmm. kind of song. Like everybody gets a long moment Mm -hmm. to show their stuff or whatever. Um, But yeah, fire. That's a very classic um, example of what to anyone sounds like. Yes, absolutely. They're like the vocoder will not go away. Mm -hmm. Like that is part of their signature sound, which is a thing that people either love or hate about them, but Mm -hmm. it it was a thing. And that first verse that you heard was CL and she has a very distinctively nasal voice that she like, that's her sound. Yeah, totally. Um, So they had their debut stage in May on May 17th. And then they got their first win on June 14th with this song. Um, next in July of mm-hmm. that year, they put out they put out the mini album, and it came with a music video for a song called "I Don't Care," mm-hmm. 
which was released first as a single. Yes, and this song was a very big deal. <laughs> Yeah, this music video is weird. It's like everybody is frozen. Everyone in the world is frozen. And then the girls are like walking yeah. through all the frozen people being mm-hmm. like, Because at the beginning, they all get a cra- like a phone call from yes, a main boy or something. Each individual girl gets a phone call and then time ar- all around the world freezes. I wrote this is a gorgeous dated masterpiece. It mm. is so, the the outfits. Oh my One God, of yes. Minzy's wearing a jacket that it's like a denim vest that just has Legos glued all over it. Like little <laughs> Lego pieces. It's really, and then one of them at the very beginning, I think it might be CL or maybe it's Dara, is like a wild fortune teller. Oh. It's, it's really strange. Um, this music video is, uh, see, when they oh, go to the yeah. fortune tellers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, CL's wearing sunglasses for most of this music video if you're wondering which one she is. Um, but this one had like, a softer, more feminine image in the promos, and it ended up being the most downloaded song of the month and the song of the year for the mamas this year. Yeah, and it's it's just like a classic, like a very classic 21 song. Um, the choreography always makes me laugh, and I like wonder if the silly choreography has anything to do with its like staying power, because when they say, they like swing their little yeah. fingers in front of themselves, and it's kind of awkward, like, the choreo to this is silly. They're cool. yeah. 21 is not a dancing group. I was just Minzy going is to say a dancer. That. I was going to say that. Yeah. Minzy is is a dancer and she's a fantastic dancer. She like has her own dance academy now. And they like and give her studio. solos. They give stuff. her lots of opportunities to feature how good of a dancer she is. CL can like definitely carry choreography, but as a whole to anyone is not a group that's known for their choreography. Just like Big Bang is not a group that's known for their choreography. Like that wasn't their thing. There (laughs) is choreography to all of their songs. Sure. But it's not intricate. It's not super complicated. And it is not why people love them. Right. (laughs) Um, So the day after this song came out, they put out the first season of their first reality show. um, And the, the, um, the goal of the reality show was to show people a softer, more real girl side mm. of 21 because they'd only existed as these weird, yeah, weird, artsy, high fashion, high fashion edgy, edgy girls. So it was just like a regular old, like they're wearing t-shirts and practicing yeah. at YG reality show. Um, and then the rest of the year was spent on weird solo projects Mm -hmm. in September Dara put out a solo called Kiss that was a beer commercial but it sold two million copies wow which is crazy um and then in October, Bohm put out her first solo, which was called You and I, mm-hmm. and it sold 3.8 million copies and wow. was the song of the year in 2009. Um, and then in November, CL and Minzy put out a duet called Please Don't Go, and that one only went to number six. But this newly debuted group, like, put yeah, out— Yeah, that's crazy. The first year of their—that's— pretty unheard of that the very first year that they would debut they immediately jump into solo projects right after their first EP drops that's that's bold it is bold um so then at the end of the year in 2009 
They won three Mamas, Best New Artist at Melon, and had sold 100,000 physical copies of their mm-hmm. album. Um, so their debut year, as often it goes in these, when we talk about these legendary groups in these episodes, they they killed it, like, yeah. right out of the gate, um, which is cool. So... That was 2009. 2010, in February, this was pretty interesting. They released a track called Try to Follow Me or Just Follow Me. Mm-hmm. And it was released with absolutely no warning, no teasers. Yeah, it nothing. was an unexpected drop. And, and it went to number one. <laughs> This, the video for this one is fully nuts. This is where the polka dot painted hair wig that we mentioned earlier comes into play. Mm -hmm. I love this music video. The looks are out of control. Uh They're so crazy. Um, The things that they have like built onto their jackets and stuff. It's just, it's, it must be seen to believed, to be believed. Like it's, it's great. But this song, like I do like this song, but I also wrote techno reggae question mark because (laughs) I just, it's, it's a weird It's interesting. Yeah. There's a part later in the song. There's like a breakdown bridge, something at the end that I really like, but it's so different from the rest of the song. Mm -hmm. Um, also, this was a Samsung commercial. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. They they did a lot of commercial songs. I don't know. I'm, we must... It's just because we're out of the loop that we didn't bring them up in our commercial episode. But they did a lot of commercials. We brought commercial them up songs. a few... A, a couple different times. Sure. But I don't think I realized how many until we did, like, mm-hmm. how many of their well, songs were commercials. Well, because a lot of their commercial songs, they released as actual singles. So it was, like, a little bit... Whereas... Other groups that we featured in that episode was like specifically it was only for this commercial. commercial. They didn't like release it so that you right. could buy it on iTunes, which to anyone did for like all of their CFs. True. Um, in summer 2010, they spent the whole summer mm-hmm. in LA and London making an album with Will I Am. Yes. So from Black Eyed Peas, they went and they spent the majority of 2010. They recorded 10 different songs with Will I Am. Um, and then they came out with, they released their first full length album in September, which was called To Anyone. Yes. To T-O. T-O. Anyone. A-N-Y-O. <laughs> yes. The full word. Yeah. And the first, they they released three singles in a row, so we'll take mm-hmm. our time to do them. The first one they did on the 8th was Clap Your Hands. Uh, yeah, so the video for this one is like mostly in like a fake alley in front of a car, mm-hmm. and then otherwise they're in like a dojo in like uh, yeah street fighter outfits. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is this is one of one of their only music videos where they're all wearing the same thing. Oh um, yeah, it's yeah. costumey. The they're like all wearing coordinated outfits in a way that like typical groups do, but they never do. To anyone is not a coordinated right. group. Um, so first matching outfits, they have a lot of choreography that involves them moving a bench around while someone is sitting or standing on top of it. <laughs> um, 
and the choreography in the chorus makes me laugh a little because they like clap while they're saying clap your hands uh-huh. they like clap to the side and they clap to the side and then they have to clap behind their backs and it's just it's like yeah. not a not an easy move, move but whatever they're not known for their dancing like i said right um so then the next day they mm-hmm. released another single um and this one was called go away <sighs> Trigger warning for this one, actually, before you start watching this um, domestic violence ahead. Yeah, this, I do, I, like, yes, triggery music video, but I do, like, the shot of the girls like in their way too fancy costumes like sitting in the soju tent like <laughs> drinking but they're like fully done up in like crazy Wearing, outfits like, insane <laughs> runway looks but in this little soju tent like, just drinking on the street yeah this music video stars CL as a race car driver who gets roughly broken up with by her boyfriend um, and when he she goes to confront him he beats her in the street um, and then she goes and he's also a race car driver and they go and they race each other um, and she kills him in the race wow. in the race she like hits his car and it blows up and you think that her car blows up too but then at the but then the camera like pans back and all of to anyone is just like smiling and watching the car burn <laughs> yeah 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 um, yeah but yeah so that's that's go away CL has a line in it in which she says Beyonce Beyonce I'm walking away from destiny <laughs> wow yeah CL is really good I do think that's one of the high points as an English speaker of most uh to anyone songs is CL has some pretty good English yeah. lines that are usually very funny and clever yeah um, so then that was, so then the next day, like I said, they released yeah, three one music a videos a day. And the last one in the set on the, on uh, the 11th was called Can't Nobody. Mm-hmm. And this uh, to me is like another like classic unavoidable to anyone song. Really crazy, crazy outfits in that. Yeah, really nutty outfits in that. I wrote, damn, Minzy, because she's wearing this like insane leather studded, like very sexy corset thing. And she does like a super like booty shaking dance in a hallway. Um, But the ending of it is really cute. I don't even remember what it is now, but the ending is, oh, they get in their little futuristic Xenon outfits. And they're so cute. The ending of this music video is so cute. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like cool starfighter, like, mm-hmm. flame. Like, yeah, Power Xenon Ranger. Totally, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They look great. Um, but it's really funny with these three videos, like, watching them all in a row like this. Like, it's very clear that, like, there was there was definitely budget spent on Go Away because it's, like, a drama and it's, mm-hmm. like, long. And then this is, like, a high-quality, like, box crazy video. box video. And Clap Your Hands is cheap it's so cheap it's nothing it was like they ran out of money and they were like quick put them in front of the steam graffiti hallway that we keep in the back (laughs) this set that we haven't used in a while a fake street in the k-pop video i feel like that doesn't happen as often as it did for a certain period of time like everyone was shooting their videos on Mm -hmm. this like very fake 
indoor street yep. like for a very long time. Um, but they actually released two other singles from that album as well. These were like the ones that they came out with at the beginning to promote, but they also did one called It Hurts, um, which is a ballad. It's like a very pretty slow song. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, it's like Rapunzel, but make it fashion. Is how I would summarize the music video. Um, And then they also came out with a song called Don't Stop the Music, which was a thank you song for their Thai fans. And I don't know specifically why, but that was the fifth single released off of that album. I do. Yeah, I do have something from that pulled up, but since it didn't come out for later, um, because, yeah, I had. Let's see. They did it. So on the 12th of September, they promoted all three of the music videos at once. They had another reality show season timed with the drop. And then at the end of 2010, they beat their own award Mm. record from the previous year. And then in December, they released this Don't Stop the Music. And it's fun. It's funny that your note says that it was a fan song because my note says that it is a laptop commercial. (laughs) Interesting. But I believe maybe they put it on the album as a fan song and then re-released it as a laptop commercial. Yeah, maybe. Here's what it sounds like. Yale's vest is so weird. It's very puffy, and the pattern of it, the way it matches the little harem pants she's wearing, keeps making me think of um, EXO's overdose jumpsuits oh, with their little yeah. like EXO maze on it. Um, but yeah, so that was 2010. Yes, that year they won Artist of the Year, Best Music Video, Best Female Group, and Album of the Year at the Mamas. Wow. Um, the next thing I had on the timeline, I had to pull a clip of just because I feel like everyone has to hear the beginning of this. In January of 2011, they released Can't Nobody in an English version. And mm. CL's rap at the beginning is hysterical. Yeah, the lyrics in the English one are pretty crazy and worth a listen. Uh, I um, I also laugh at the mu- opening of that music video because it's from 2010, and so she's wearing like super super low cut oh, jeans, low cut jeans, and she's wearing a crop top. But like because of the, it's like featuring the lower part of her stomach, which is arguably like not a sexy part on a lot of people's stomachs, and it just I don't know. It, it was, just, and it also seems too late. Like in 2010, were we still really wearing low rise jeans? In 2010? I don't remember. Because that seems like a 2002-2003 thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was very like (laughs) Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson, Tara Reid, and Britney Spears Mm -hmm. wore very low jeans in those early 2000s. And that's what the opening scene of that music video makes me think of. And it like, I don't know, I get weird secondhand embarrassment from it. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, I totally know what you mean. Um, Okay. Next, as far as Korean singles go, in May 2011, they put out uh, Lonely, which is another, I feel like this is a song that I've heard a million times. Mm-hmm. In the, the specific context that I've heard this song is when um, I've seen videos of uh, 
uh, other girl idols like pre debut audition videos. Oh, this is like a song that people like yeah. to sing. This is a real. It's a pretty val. It's a pretty ballad, and it, they. This is, I think, the one of the first examples we've played for sure of how good of singers yes. all four of them actually are. I really like that song. It's nice. Uh, I did have to laugh, though, when I was playing the music video in my living room. I heard my husband shout from the other room, do you think she's lonely? (laughs) They say it so many times. They do. They also walk in front of a bridge that says in English, sexy, pin sharp, in flawless. And I don't know what that means. (laughs) I love a I love a crazy <laughs> English like that. Um, so that song like all killed all the charts. Um, yeah, went straight to number one. And it was subsequently it should have been released with another song, but there was like technical difficulties and it got pushed. But I am the best mm-hmm. came out in June, and as we do in this episode and these types of episodes, the most popular music video gets skipped till the end because uh, that's what we do instead of our random. Game. Yes, it becomes the random game thing, but. Before we talk about, like, I think I just have to take a moment before <laughs> I am the best because I I think arguably, like, of, under Gangnam Style, this is the K-pop song that everyone's heard whether or not they think they've heard it. Oh, yes. For example, this song is featured in a show called The Magicians, <laughs> which is like a random ass like sci-fi fantasy musical or like sci-fi channel yeah. show or whatever. So it is it has reached far corners yeah. of like the all the way to weird deep cable paradigm or whatever. Yeah, cuz it was I mean it was in an Xbox game, like in an Xbox dance game mm-hmm. that year. Uh it was in a Microsoft commercial it uh like everybody like i've seen it cheerleaders used mm-hmm. it in like their big national routines like it's just a perfect loud like stadium techno-y yeah. kind of song and it has a million applicable uses mm-hmm. and i feel like it is out there and you'll hear it at the yeah. end of the episode and when you hear the intro to it you will probably say oh <sighs> that song because right. the intro is is iconic it's so iconic it has been like since it was the song of the year the year that it came out and it was like has since been very very deeply cemented in lists and lists of like top k-pop songs of all time totally um so we'll get to that at the end um Mm -hmm. but a little bit after that uh they released in july they released a music video for the song i hate you Mm -hmm. and it's an anime music video yes it is an animated music video so I personally think this is genius. <laughs> like, even though it's not like anime, it's not really my bag. It's a lot of people's bags. And I think anytime that a K-pop group can like establish like characters, mm-hmm. like a cartoon, like a cartoon or an animal or some other kind of anthropomorphic version of their group, like it's just a very interesting 
it's just an interesting thing to do. You can make like so much merch and then like fans can make like fan art. And so like, yeah, it's easily translatable to a lot of different things. If you have a little cartoon version of, so the, the, um, cover art of this album featured all four of these like anime mm. versions of them but then this music video they it's like a post-apocalyptic like adventure yeah and the four girls are basically bounty hunters it's very like cowboy bebop in the they're mm-hmm. searching for this guy this long-haired this wanted dead guy. or alive guy <laughs> um yeah that song only went to number three but this so the ep that they released this year which was called to anyone like just the just name the title yeah um they had this one went to number three, like I said, but they did have three number ones. Two of them we've already mentioned, Lonely and I'm the Best. And then they also came out with a, a fourth one called Ugly. And here is what it sounds like. This song is very interesting. <laughs> yes, it's very much like a rock ballad. Um, every pink. once in a while. Yes, that's what I was going to say is, well, every once in a while to anyone pretends that they play instruments in their music videos. <laughs> this is one of them. Um, but I was going to say the middle school version of me that was really into pink absolutely loves this song. Yeah. Um, but I did when I first listened to it, had to look up the lyrics because I was like, what is the message of this song? And basically it's like they don't think that they're a good person. Like, obviously, it's self-deprecating, uh, but they're saying, like, don't love me and don't be with me because I... Like, at first, it's a, it seems like it's physical, and then it kind of gets a little bit more, like, personal. Like, I'm not a good person, and so, uh, like, she's better than me, and, like, I don't deserve you, and nobody will love me because I'm not a good person. Interesting. Yeah. I thought... I was always... I was curious if... Because I find the harmonies in the chorus to be, like, very atonal and bordering on flat if they are not in Mm -hmm. fact flat and I thought that was on purpose like because the song is called Ugly and it like sounds ugly and it like makes my spine seize up Um, but anyway that song's very interesting and the music video they're just like jumping on a steam grate and like yeah they're just like walking around and their outfits are really crazy (laughs) Um, so then in August of 2011 they had their very first concert Mm -hmm. uh, in Seoul two nights in Seoul yep it sold out it was actually three nights. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good. I had I only had two, but three is better. Um, and then at the end of 2011, um, I thought this was interesting. MTV at one point tried to make an online-only version of their channel that was international called MTV Iggy. Mm-hmm. It was like a live-streamed MTV. It only lasted like two years. But in its very first year, uh, To Anyone won Best New Band in the World. Yes. So this <laughs> MTV Iggy put on like a global competition from with bands from all over the world and to anyone won. And they won these big, hideous crowns. Yeah. These insane, stupid crowns. And Um, they got to perform in Times Square uh, in December of that year. And they also that year won uh, Mama Song of the Year for I'm the Best, which you already Mm -hmm. mentioned. The only other thing that I have about 2011, which we won't go very much into like as we always do with our group deep dives like most of these groups have a lot of Japanese activities Mm -hmm. which that music is country locked for the most part (laughs) so the they did make their Japanese debut in 2011 2011 is also the year that um I believe it was an earthquake hit Japan so they didn't really get to promote a lot of their their activities because they they did 
their Japanese debut was at the beginning of the year, and then most of their activities were postponed because of the earthquake. And then um, after their sold-out concert in Seoul, which was in August, they released a Japanese version of that same To Anyone album that they came out with mm-hmm. in, Ju- in July, and then they went on a Japanese tour. Yes. Um, and then for 2000, the first half of 2012, I have them, they sort of got like a second chance at Japanese yes. promotions. They put mm-hmm. out a new single called Scream, and they like mm-hmm. finally did all the shows and concerts that they would have done before yeah. the earthquake. They also released a full-length Japanese Japanese album um, and they because the previous one was just an EP so this one was full length they played a lot of festivals they went to the MTV VMAs that were in Japan um, and they performed there so most of their 2012 activities were Japan yes but one thing they did do in 2012 was in July right before they kicked off their world tour which was the actual first outside of Asia world tour that a Mm -hmm. K-pop girl group had gone on. Um, uh, They put out a single called I Love You. They put it out in two languages, I believe. Um, And it sounds like this. lot of hair moments in this one like mm-hmm. i think earlier when you said that dara took the most hair risks this is the one where half of her head is shaved yes she has very g-dragon hair in this half of her head is shaved and the other half is waist a waist length pink and blue and purple ombre it's amazing her hair's so great in this video i fucking love it yeah and then um, poor minzy has a black bob with triangle bangs like a spock or something it's not they cool. always give minzy super crazy short bobs <laughs> um and sometimes they're cute and but most often they're not um i really like this song i feel like it's a techno pop ballad for the gays like kylie minogue and like yeah, Cher there's, style, there's something like, very, very like, madonna-ish like yeah. i can just see somebody voguing in like yeah, a yeah, cage yeah, yeah, to yeah. it um i like it i think it's melodic and fun um so that was the only korean thing they put out in 2012 because yeah they were doing that whole world tour mm-hmm. i just have a couple of like Historical things of note. Um, In December, MTV Style named To Anyone and Big Bang two of the best band styles in 2012. And um, To Anyone specifically were the only Asian artists that made it into the top 10 of this list, which included One Direction, The Wanted, Destiny's Child, No Doubt, and The Spice Girls. Wow. Wow. So they're listed among heavy hitters. That's very cool. Um, the next thing I have in their timeline are these two very upsetting songs that I feel like I have to play, but uh, I, I honestly skipped them. I didn't listen to them, but go for it. I think you people, should play. Them. I think people have to you know because, like we said earlier, they spent a whole summer, three summers before this, mm-hmm. working on ten songs with Will I Am. Yes, and then these two songs came out, and they. Uh, I'll just let you hear them. They are the first one is called <laughs> "Take the World On." Do you think they'll take the world on? I, they're planning to. Um, and then the other one was called Getting Dumb. Didn't this one also uh, feature this one a has, pull D app? 
Apple, Apple D app. Oh, <laughs> I I didn't know who's. Oh yeah, I see One that it's is. on there because there is a man's voice on it. Uh, here. I mean, it's not that bad. It's just, it's Black Eyed Peas music. It just is. No, it's a mad lip of Black, Black Eyed Peas. Like, he just took all of his lyrics from Black Eyed Peas and, like, cut them up and then picked a couple and did, like, refrigerator magnet poetry with it. Because all of those lines are from different songs. Yeah, that was, yeah. So Will I Am is the reason the Black Eyed Peas tanked. Oh, wow. Fire take. That's my take. I love it. Um, okay. I him. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like the Black Eyed Peas. Everyone did. Ella uh, Funk was a good album, man. I, I yeah. stand by that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that was the beginning of 2013 for Yeah, those came out 21. in March and April. Uh, then in July, it was time for new music again. Mm-hmm. And this song was called Falling in Love. Yes. And I, to me, this seems like a bit, a bit of a departure, sound yes, wise. Yes, it is very different. I described it as a tough and sexy island jam? Question mark. That's very islandy. Yeah, it's like definitely like they're also on a song, a fake in the music video, a very fake. Yeah. Um, I also really like the outfit just because it's kind of shocking. There's one like bomb is wearing like a white dress and like this crazy brown wig, Mm -hmm. and it looks like a shampoo commercial or something. Like it's very. It feels out of place. It's like the only time in her entire career that she's had that haircut, and it looks very. Out of character, and it like isn't real because in the other shots she has like a cute right. short, it's much definitely thinner hair. not her hair, which is strange. But I also wrote that this music video features a boy harem, which I support. Mm. There is one boy that kind of looks like my favorite actor Gong Myung, and his like he has long hair, and he's I don't really know who cute. that is. He looks so familiar, and I know I know him from something. He's really cute, whoever that boy may be. Um, we can find out. I like his long time. and wavy hair. Um, and then the next month they did Do You Love Me? And this is a song that I know because my dance teacher loves this song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Falling in Love went to number one, and this Do You Love Me, which came out in August, only came out went to number three. Only. I mean it went to number three. That's a big deal. <laughs> Um, that is a very fun music video. Mm-hmm. It's like filmed at a party and they're yeah. like having a very good time. And they have like a phone that has the lips like saying the words of the song and they yeah. keep holding it up to like boys' mouths. So it like looks like they yeah, are so singing. So like this it. lipsticked mouth is like singing, Do You Love Me? It's a it's a very party rock anthem. And that song to me sounds more like Black Eyed Peas than the last two like Will I Am things that we heard like. The I thought it sounded more like LMFAO, but yes, it's that vibe. 
that the the bridge where Bomb sings though, and it's like it sort of sounds like like every time that Uno puts this song on for warm up when it starts with the like just the organ or whatever, I always think it's the Black Eyed Peas version of I had the time mm. of my life. Okay, I can hear. I can hear that. Instead. I can hear so, that. So, um, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna ask. So, falling in love and do you love me? Were those off? the same album or were they just singles? Or? In 2013, they only released singles. Okay. But they did release three of them. Do you have the third one? The I'm November sorry. from November, Missing You? Or, yes. Okay. I, I didn't have the date for that one written down. Uh, yes. In November, I have another single. This one is called Missing You. Mm-hmm. And it also went to number one. Yeah, this is one of those examples of like what powerhouse vocals they are capable yes, of. Absolutely. I really like this song. I think it I mean I like it because I am a vocal stan, yeah. but also <laughs> because the the little bubble instrumentation in the background of the verse, I really like and it reminds me of something that I can't put my finger on and there is a little part of me that feels like the chorus doesn't entirely go with the verses, but I still like the song. They're just, they're such good singers. No, totally. Um, Yeah, this music video is very, very stylized. Mm -hmm. They're mostly just like standing completely still. Yes. In like different rooms with like crazy costumes on. Standing or lying down or sitting, but like stationary in some position in a high fashion look. And then there's a man in like a full mask doing like diamond interpretive dance in a room. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love there's in the scene where they're all by the car and it's like snowing gently. Bomb has like a very crazy like head pearl, like some kind of cool thing on her head. And I feel like it's the time where her face worked the most because she looks like a poster for like an anime princess of some Mm. kind. Like the bangs and the like crown thing, it like works very, very well. Yes. And the way they do her eye makeup with the rhinestones underneath in like literally the freeze frame that you have it on right now, (laughs) it very much, she looks like a a video game princess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next thing I have, which was very interesting to me personally, which is in January, 2014, uh, they were on the bachelor. Yes. There was an episode where the bachelor and the girls, it's the international date episode. They went to Korea. Mm -hmm. Uh, they got taught the chorus of I am the best and performed backup. Uh, the contestants all performed backup for to anyone at like a mall. (laughs) They did like a mall stage. Um, it's very funny. Uh, it's cause it's just bachelor. I mean, they are yeah. barely on it. It's really just the bachelor drama of the one girl who thinks she's good at dancing and the other girl who doesn't dance good. And it's just very upset that this is the challenge this week. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm not good at dancing. Like, how am I going to get his attention? But then they dress them in the silly outfits. It's very fun. Um, I love the bachelor. <laughs> they also at the beginning of 2014 were in America's next top model. Yes. The finale of America's mm-hmm. next top model that year was also in Seoul and they had to anyone like perform mm-hmm. at it and Tyra like introduced them and yeah. it was very cool um also in March 2014 they started another world tour this one was called the all or nothing tour mm-hmm. um but before that in February they came out with their second full-length album which was called crush yes and that is where come back home comes from oh weird 
Oh, they must have just released things very oddly. Because I have Come Back Home came out in March. Come Back Home and Happy came out right next to each other in March. They put out Gotta Be You in May, and they didn't put out the Crush music video till June. I have that the album came out in February. Interesting. Hmm. Well, regardless. I don't know who's right, but they put it here. In 2014, they came out with an album and four singles. Yes. Uh, (laughs) And the order I have them in, who knows if it's right, but the order I have them in was that Come Back Home was first. Mm -hmm. This is probably one of my favorite to anyone songs. This is honestly one of my least favorites, but it did go to number one. I think it's so cool and weird. Okay, here it goes. I hoped I would find information about how much this music video cost because so much money. Because this was this came out pretty early in my in my K-pop life, and I remember this music video seeming like, oh, I bet they spent so much money on this. Because there's like an insane plot where like Dara's boyfriend is like sick or something, but like everyone can live in a pos- in like a virtual reality world where like things are good, mm. but also to anyone is working in like a weird lab and like smashing up chords and maybe trying to break the virtual reality world. I, it's so, so, like, so much is happening. If, uh, what's that movie? Elise Elysium? Elysium's the one where Matt Damon has to go to space yeah, and so kill the like rich Elysium people. Yeah, so it's like Elysium meets Ready Player One, where there's like a paradise in a virtual world. Yeah, and you have to try to save yeah. a sick person. I don't know. Because the whole, the whole video is like very sci-fi dystopia, dystopian future, but they do go into space at a certain point because there's all this like crazy like space odyssey style like floating heads in space. Right. Um, like weird 3D like ooh, Yeah, like heads. weird. Yeah, it's very, it's all very strange. It's all very strange. But it's a very unique song, like, compositionally. Yes. It's, it's bananas. I didn't even play the, like, main comeback home part in that. But, like, yeah, there's a lot of movements to that song. Yeah. Um, and then they also, like, then after that released Happy, mm-hmm. which, again, I feel like is one of those one of those odd man out tracks from the album. This is another example of them pretending to play instruments. Oh, it is? Yeah. I was so distracted and upset by, like, Dara's, like, baby Ugh. hair mosaic hair that I, like, so can't horrible stand it. And culturally inappropriate. I love spelling in songs. I honestly like that song in like no, it's, it's fun. Deep pop rock ballad style, like I love it. Um, I it has a very like what I called radioactive neon color scheme. Oh yes, it, like looks super toxic, but like highlighter bright. Um, but they're also like walking around the same block in LA in front of a razor wire fence, and I'm yeah, just they're, like, they're oh, not LA doing is anything. disgusting. Yeah, they're just um, walking around. But there's like clouds of like words around. Yeah, there's them little a lot. animated graphics. It's like bye. Yeah, and. It's like, and like yeah. little smiley faces appear and stuff like that. Um, but Dara's hair is unforgivable. It's very, very gross and bad. 
Very gross and bad. Um, the next single released from this album, according to my list, was <laughs> Gotta Be You. Based on Bohm's outfit in this video, I think this is the song they were promoting at the beginning of her roommate roommate season. Mm. <laughs> uh, I think that lines up with the times. Um, it is this year. It is 2014. Yeah. So that would match. Um, yeah, this is just one of their like club ballads. And I find this a lot of this kind of music a little boring. Right. Um, but yeah, so that it, it is what it is. Um. Then, okay, so then in June, the last one of these to be released is called Crush. Which is also the name of the album that came out this year. I got 21 big brothers To me you ain't big brother None yet but need to know Cut him up, shake my hair Like I'm Damien, Bob on my stone Weird fashion in this one. Yeah. <laughs> but it has a color scheme. It's like black and red and white and, uh -huh, and um, zebra print. There's a lot of bowler hats and bow ties and suspenders. Suspenders mm -hmm. on low-waisted jeans, which I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a very adorable kitten. Yeah. Okay, it's so um, small. And then uh, in October of 2014, I Am The Best was released in the U.S. And mm -hmm. it did very good. And, like, again, this is where the song was, like, showing up everywhere. Because yeah. it was out there. It's, like, a great, mm -hmm. it's just a great song. <laughs> and this year brought a lot of, like, international acclaim for to anyone. Like, like you mentioned earlier, it was their fourth concert tour. This was definitely a concert tour that was, like, pretty much only in Asia. But they did do 20 shows. They went more countries than yeah, the last Yeah, more time, countries. Sure. Um, 20 shows in 16 different cities for a total of 180,000 people. Um, this album, Crush, went to number 61 on the Billboard 200 chart, which was a new record for k-pop in the u.s and it beat both big bang and girls generation's previous records um this album went to was one of the like 40 best albums of 2014 for fuse it was the number one k-pop album on billboard's chart and number 11 on their world chart yeah so they were doing really great and then and then uh in november 2014, uh, Bomb was questioned by police. She was not arrested. Mm -hmm. This is very important. No, she was she not. Was, she was she never even indicted. indicted. Like, she was not charged with, with anything. But what had happened was her mom and grandma had been sending her her Adderall through the mail because mm -hmm. she gets it from her American doctor, but it is highly illegal in Korea. Yes. It's considered an amphetamine like meth yeah. and you can't have it. So she had been receiving treatment in the States and she had, she had a doctor in the United States and she had like a legal prescription in the United States. And in the questioning, it came out that like, she did also have a Korean doctor and seek treatment in Korea, but the treatment that she received in Korea was not effective um, as, or at least like not as effective as the treatment that she received in the States. So normally she had been able to like, 
sometimes fill prescriptions like there in the mm-hmm. states, but this time her her it was sent to her in the mail. So it which she is was technically asked, stri- smuggling, right? <laughs> drug smuggling. So because it is an illegal substance in South Korea, right? So. This was just like a huge, it was like a huge news scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, YG like pulled her from stuff immediately. Yeah. Um, like we just mentioned that she was on a TV show called Roommate this year, which we've mentioned several times. And so she just like immediately got lifted out of that show without like any explanation. And then they just basically ended that whole cast and got a new cast. Yeah, they just like, like dropped to- them and, and started over. Um, and the weird thing about this that I feel like you just have to like bring up for context because 2014 was just so such an insane year in K-pop in general. Like, I feel like someday we could just do an episode about everything (laughs) that happened in 2014. But this was an instance where, and I will never buy these things because I'm just, like, not a conspiracy theorist type, but there was, like, a huge tragedy that year where a whole lot of students died and people blamed the government for it. And then there were all of these huge K-pop scandals and so many K-pop fans wanted to believe that all of this stuff was being brought Mm. out as a cover-up so that people would stop talking about what had happened. Uh, So a lot of 21 fans, like, still believe that somebody, like, threw a bomb under a bus, like, for the sake of changing the conversation. But again, there was so much stuff happening that year, and I personally just think life is chaotic, and sometimes things get crazy. But who knows? Who knows? Anyway, it was a huge bummer, and it was the biggest bummer in December that year when they performed at Gaios as three mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, that was just, like, a huge bummer. Um, yeah, and they sort of went very quickly into hiatus. Like, they didn't really address it or, like, talk about what was going to happen. They just, like, immediately started doing solo stuff. So, like, Minzy went on and she opened up her own dance studio. Dara started doing a lot of acting. And then CL left and, like, launched a solo career in the United States. Yeah, just left the country, like, to do her big. Yeah, left left Korea <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and, like, took, took hello bitches to the States. Yes, um, and then the best moment of that year, or I honestly think a lot of people say, like, of their career, like, it was a huge deal. At Mama Hong Kong that year, on December 2nd, 2015, CL came out. So this is the following year. Oh, yes, because, like, all of 2015, mm-hmm. they were just, like... Solo stuff. Solo stuff. Dara was acting, just, like, mm-hmm. doing things. Yeah. Um, so then at the end of the year, CL went on the Mama stage to do Hello Bitches, and she had her Paris Geller dancers and, like, mm-hmm. all... Her whole shebang. Whole shebang. And then the, like, at the beginning, or in Hello Bitches, there's, like, a Hannah to set. And, like, it played, like, Hannah and, like, Oh, Dara comes up out of the stage and everybody screams. And then they slowly like revealed all the members of To Anyone mm-hmm. and they did Fire and I Am the Best. Mm-hmm. And like it like makes it gives me like shivers. And I feel like there's a point where it looks like Bomb looks like she's going to cry. Oh, but she's I'm trying sure. to like yeah. keep her tough image up. But like people screamed so loud for her. It's like oh, yeah. really beautiful that like. And it is to this day the most watched performance by a girl group of the mamas. Like it is a hugely popular music video. And personally, like I've, ugh, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to watch because on the one hand, it's like very vindicating to like see them come out. 
and still be together and still be friends and like still be supported and cheered by all their fans. But on the other hand, nothing came of it afterward. Right. Like they did not do a reunion. They didn't come back. Like she didn't like come back into grace to good graces Mm-mm. or anything. Like this did not mark the end of Bulm's fall. No, it really did nothing to bring her back into the spotlight. And that I feel like is the most disappointing part about it. Yeah, totally. Um, because this next part is just like here's the like sad ending to all of mm-hmm. this, which is uh, in April of the of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, as is not very usual, it was like, you know, uh, people knew that 21's contract renewal was coming up, but YG called a, co- a press conference, which was like, Oop, that's never good. Um, and he wanted to get out in front of the fact that Minzy, he said, Minzy is not renewing her tra- contract. Mm-hmm. She's not coming back. So she writes a letter on her Instagram thanking everybody, but she doesn't mention in the letter YG or to anyone at all. She's like just talking to her fans. So a bunch of people get very, very mad at Minzy and they're like, Mm -hmm. she's ungrateful and like, how dare she? And whatever. Then, like, seven months go by. Nothing happens. YG keeps telling people in the news that, like, oh, he's going to find another member. And, like, he keeps saying he's going to find another member and put them out as four. And, like, just wait. To anyone's coming back. Just wait. They're coming back. Um, And then in November... He announced that the group disbanded Mm -hmm. and that he had basically sort of kept the truth from them back in April and he didn't renew Bomb's contract. So he only had contracts for CL and Dara. He like, so to anyone had effectively disbanded back in April. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, he announced and sold out a world tour for CL. And like, so people thought it was very, very shady that he was like waiting till he had all their money to be like, actually, I already disbanded the group. LOL. Yeah. So people were really, really upset. And he also totally threw Bum under the bus in his, like, letter. He was like, she's so depressed and messed up. Like, he was just basically saying that she's, like, a completely mentally ill mess and that she couldn't be worked with. And so for her Mm -hmm. own sake, he has to break the band up. She says now that nothing about that is true. That she, like, was not destroyed by her drug scandal and she wanted to come back out and sing and Mm -hmm. he would not let her. Um... So then right out in January of 2017, a music video comes out called Goodbye. Yes, this is the last single that To Anyone ever released. And it was actually based or it's inspired on a letter that CL wrote to Minzy. Yes. And it was supposed to just be a CL song um, and they managed to get everybody together. Uh, I love this song. It. It's really beautiful. But just as a heads up, like if you are a two anyone fan, or even if you're not, because like I'm not a huge two anyone fan, but watching this music video made me very sad and teary and like a little bit upset because the song is really beautiful and the music video is just like concert footage and like compilation stuff and like them but looking they're, beautiful. And, but the concert footage is like projected on a wall and they're like walking slowly in flowy yeah. dresses in front of the projections. And it's just it's like weird in memoriam. Yeah. It's like it's sad. <laughs> It's like, it was a lot, and it was also just, like, a huge bummer to people because, like, they did manage to get Balm back, but, like, Minzy said that she found out through somebody texting her the video that it happened. Like, no one asked her. 
um, oh, to be Oh, that in is it. very sad. So it's just like a bummer. And yeah. it, it, I, I know it's like one of those, like a fall from grace feels like a wrong word because people definitely just fully 100% blame YG for this. Yeah. But it's just such a, it's it's so sad that a group could have been so huge and so influential. And, and made they such were a, so huge and so influential. And then that he would just like collapse it like that mm-hmm. is just such a, it's just awful. It's and super anticlimactic and it's really, it's like, it's so deflating. Yes, it is very deflating. And one thing that I thought was interesting is that, you know, people see say that, you know, YG only focused all of his attention on CL and that is probably what like eventually ruined the group. And most people didn't blame Minzy for not wanting to stay because she never got to do anything. She never got offered a solo project or like she didn't get to do anything. She like lived in the shadows and she also was 15 when they debuted. Like she gave her whole youth to this group. Um, And then another thing that people pointed out is that like I mentioned way earlier, Bomb's first solo that you and I sold almost 4 million copies. Like she was extremely popular and he never did anything for her. Mm -hmm. It was just about CL and I'm not blaming CL for that. Like I truly don't. This is all YG. Like he (laughs) is the worst. And like he's a shady character. He is a shady character. (sighs) But so it's like, it's a bummer that that's how it ended. But here in 2019, we can like say with peace that like everyone is doing fine and Bomb is rising and YG yes. is flaming and long so may every- she rise. Yes, long may she rise. Mark Bomb, sweet, wonderful, golden throated girl yeah. that she is, came out. Uh, she came back this year, 2019. She came out with a song that was first called Spring and it featured Dara, which was amazing. That yeah, was like it's very cute. sweet to see. It was also sweet that like you know Dara was probably there for a piece of it as like emotional support for Bomb to like come back and she's coming back as a solo artist and then she also like just a couple weeks ago released a song called 444 like 4 colon 44 at the time and that features Wein from Mamamoo yeah both of them are very ballady um but I hope but they seem to be doing well and I hope that she continues to to put out music and make a new name for herself me too um Okay, popping in from another time and place to end this segment on a slightly happier note. So a couple of days after we recorded this episode, it was actually 21's 10th anniversary. And uh, all four girls got together and they did like separate Instagram lives and they couldn't figure out how it worked. And they were all wearing animal pajamas. And it was the first time they'd been together, all four of them in so long. And it was very sweet. And you can find all the pictures on their Instagrams and people have cobbled together all the lives on YouTube. And it's very sweet and heartwarming. So I just needed to record an extra thing to make sure y'all knew about that. Okay, back to the episode. That's 21. We got to watch their greatest, like... To lift us uh, ourselves out of this melancholy of how it ended, we're going to watch the music video for the absolute peak of the best yes. it ever was. And arguably, like, one of the most well-known, famous, and iconic K-pop songs of all time, because that is who To Anyone is. Yes, so here it comes, To Anyone, I Am The Best. See, this is that intro. You know you know this intro. <laughs> Yeah, you've heard this before. So, 
also at the beginning, CL is wearing like a wrestler uh, boxing, boxing robe and, and, and a, like a WWE championship belt. And they're in front of like the biggest like light wall ever. Mm-hmm. It's really great. And this iconic shaking dance. Yep. And wearing these like tough black outfits with studs oh and God. mirrors on them. <laughs> Bob Ooh, has a spiky spike bra. bra and a poodle. <laughs> and Louboutins. Yeah. I feel like the this video is really just them looking extremely cool in front of this big light wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like looking cool by walking down a runway, looking cool by being in a Lamborghini. Oh. And then there's CL in both a white and a black straight Multiple straight <laughs> And Minzy in her chain mail. I love chain her in her chain mail. Oh my God, that's so nuts. But basically this whole music video is just a box video in different yeah. sets. Big spinny chair and there's mm. another pretty little kitty again. Yeah, something about this music video is very like matrixy. Mm-hmm. With this like spinny world domination chair. Matrix and I guess like Dr. Evil. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird set. Yeah. Train it's like weird ch- trains. And like Minzy's like wearing. So- okay, now the bright colors are. Yeah, coming. okay, they were changing. in only black and white before. Now they're wearing like weird neons. Bomb has the whoa. Okay, yes. And now and then Dara's eyes so get the G dragon of this group. The weird shit they do with her. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I love that ponytail. Yeah. I've always been obsessed with this like curly ponytail that CL has. It's very I Dream of Genie. Ugh, it's perfect. And she has like a Barbie pink jacket on. Mm. <laughs> ah, those Viking horns. Yeah, now they're being tough and smashing all of their platinum records without the they don't bat. even care. That's because they're great the they best. Sandara's hair is bananas. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Na, 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 na. Now there's drummers in a pyramid. I mm-hmm. got mesmerized and forgot to say that. It's all very mirrored now. They have a lot of like silver and chrome in their outfits. Yeah. And now they have guns. And they're shooting they're Shooting stuff. everything. Dara's <laughs> oh hair is just it's straight just... up like she got electrocuted. <laughs> oh my God. I personally love that almost every single music video ends with the four of them power stancing in front of their own name. Yes. It's a, it's a classic. It's such look. a power move. Yeah. It's a powery power move. I and that's it. what to anyone is. They're a power move. Yeah. Full of power ladies. Um, so I hope that you enjoyed this deep dive. If you were a fan of, if you were a blackjack, I hope we did them justice. And if you had never heard anything about to anyone before, I hope you now understand, uh, their place in the K-pop, uh, wall of fame, (laughs) history, whatever. In the pillars of history, the foundation of K-pop. Exactly. Exactly. We'll find to anyone. We'll find to anyone. 
Do you have a recommendation for this week? <sighs> I had really hoped that I would have like a 21 specific recommendation because that's what I usually have for these mm-hmm. deep dives. I would I did not I don't know a lot about to anyone's discography aside from what we covered. So I, I unfortunately like I wish I could recommend a B side or something that I really liked. I just wanted to recommend that um, 2015 Mama performance yeah, because I think it's that, so iconic. I think I would tag team mm-hmm. on that and just be like, if you're not gonna, if you don't want to watch anything that we talked about today, I would say just watch that. Yeah. Um, because the CL performance at the beginning of it is really great, and then I just think there's something there's something beautiful very, about yeah inspiring. Yeah, it's just like thinking, I have goosebumps thinking about it. There's just something so crazy about like a surprise performance and like a reunion of mm-hmm. a group that like YG tried to put in the basement yeah. and they like wouldn't be basemented, at least for then. Um, so that, yeah, that's a good recommendation. Um, that's all. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can reach us at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, amakpoppod.tumblr.com for links, and amakpoppod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. We'll be back next week with something fun. Don't know what, but it will be good. Okay? Bye. <laughs> Bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. 